As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, this is Strange Jason from Six Foot Plus. You're listening to See You Next Wednesday from ModernSuperior.com. Episode 90 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single diral decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on Wednesday, November 27th. Christmas is already in the air in Toronto. I was walking here. There was fucking lights and shit everywhere. Just saying. My name's Dan Gorman. Rosebud. Yes. Uh, you're diverging from the script. <laughs> you guys are all worried. I had like a weird like... Asperger's moment. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not right. And my name's Dan Gorman, Rosebud. Mm. Yes, Rosebud frozen peas full of country goodness <laughs> and green penis. Wait, that's terrible. I quit. <laughs> my name is Casey Lyons. Scott, this here is a machine that teleports your hands so you can touch your wife's tits. Here's how it works. You reach your hands in the machine. It teleports them to wherever your wife may be. Then you touch her tits. <laughs> I'm Greg Legro, and he's not Judge Judy and Executioner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We got so much to talk about off the top today. We're so going to get to our reviews and film roulette of Catching Fire and One for the Money, and then maybe we'll color us some bad. <laughs> <laughs> Plus we're well, gonna I know roll- I'm going to color me back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Plus, we're going to roll for our movies <coughs> next week, and we're going to get into some serial swap and airwolf action at mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. 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 This is what we do. Uh, I got a shitload of, like, serious shit. Yeah, we got a bunch non- of housekeeping to do at non- the top here. Non-movie talk. Yeah. Um, first off, real quick, go to modernsuperior.com, and uh, you'll see that we're running a contest for tickets to see Inside Lou and Davis, the new Coen Brothers film. Yeah. And... Right inside him. <laughs> We're selling tickets to see right up inside him. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so go there, enter this contest. If you, there are select cities across Canada, you can find all the information on our website. And uh, you'll also win a sound, copy of the soundtrack. You guys, this is going to be one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. yeah. You want to get in, in on this. All of the screenings that we're giving away tickets for, except for Toronto, are advanced screenings. Mm-hmm. So get the fuck on there if you live in, like, Vancouver, Calgary, Ottawa, a bunch of other places. Get up. Yeah. ModernSpirit.com. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, also, just off the top... Remember, December 1st, Sunday, December 1st, Video Vengeance, we're screening Invasion USA at Kitsch Bar and Grill at Dufferin and Geary, yeah. mm-hmm. just north of DuPont. And I want to thank Rue Morg again for giving us a gift basket, and also Jason from Six Foot Plus sent us a bunch of CDs and Oh, pins just sent us a bunch of fucking awesome shit, so apparently. if you come, it's free to get in, there's going to be lots of sweet food and beer to buy, and you'll also possibly win some movies, some CDs, t-shirts, Come on. Also, partying with the guys from CU next Wednesday. (laughs) Notable podcast famous folks. (laughs) Recognized in bars and streets. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I can't even leave my house anymore. I know. (laughs) Or don't. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I could. (laughs) I just don't. I just don't. Oh, absolutely. That I'm leads, not yeah. uh, popular. That leads me right into that. I want to talk to Greg a little. Yeah, yeah. We had some very exciting... You got uh, recognized at the bar. I did. And I got recognized at a movie theater. Yeah. Let's talk about it. All right. What happened? I Tell got me. recognized at the bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. No, I laughed like an idiot. And yeah. some... <laughs> And someone's like, are you Greg? Yeah. <laughs> I love that that's what it was. You laughed. Yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah, it was uh, our friend uh, that we, our previous Jane Doe. Our, yeah. Uh, of Just Be from Twitter. Yeah. Our uh, follower and friend and listener to the show. Yes. Yeah. So Hi, thank Jess. you for approaching uh, Greg mm-hmm. after yeah. hearing his maniacal laugh. <laughs> it would have been nice of you to recognize Dan and I too, but you know, <laughs> you have your clear favorites, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You guys need a catchphrase. Yeah, uh, yeah like, like your catchphrase. Stupid laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. That's, you owe that's me four my bucks favorite. For that. <laughs> Did you uh, like patent it or whatever? Right. Apparently, I'll give you four dollars before you leave. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was I was at a lecture and uh, a listener named Trevor approached and said, are you Dan Gorman? And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. And so he told How me... How did he know? Did he hear your voice as well? Yeah, we. I was outside with Alex of Faculty of Horror, and we were talking and checking our phones and stuff, and he came over and he had recognized both of our voices. And mm-hmm. so uh, he came up and he said that he'd heard our show. He'd found us through a Toronto podcast called Mamo, which uh, I went and looked up because I had never heard of it, and it turned out that a Twitter follower of mine, Matt Brown who's written this amazing piece on Marvel's Phase 2 uh, for his blog series called Destroy All Monsters, uh, was one of the co-hosts with his other friend, Matthew Price. So if you go to twitter.com slash mamopod, that's M-A-M-O, they do like a weekly podcast where they talk about latest movies. They did one on Thor 2. They've got one up for Catching Fire. They're really short and sweet. It's about 30 to 40 minutes. They record them out and about kind of yeah. like in restaurants and stuff so oh, is you that hear, right? there's kind of like dinner din behind them kind of like people talking and stuff yeah that's cool and uh like amazing conversations i listened to both the thor and the thor 2 and the catching fire one today yep. fucking amazing yes yeah. great great podcast so thank you matt <laughs> thank you for matt. recognizing dan you know i got <laughs> i got recognized the other day in a yeah. convenience store because mm-hmm. i'd been there before <laughs> <laughs> So. Oh, you, malt liquor, bag of bugles. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guy who always cries and buys ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Don't 
you judge me? I got your Ben and Jerry's here. We keep it. <laughs> we keep it behind the counter with Cherry the Garcia, Kleenex. just for you. <laughs> Uh, you know, on principle alone, I would never buy that ice cream. Yeah. Um, so, and just before we move on to our movie talk, I got a bunch of followers here. I went through our Facebook feed, uh, sorry, our Twitter feed, and wrote down some people that have tweeted at us just so we can thank, thank mm-hmm. them. I feel like we don't do it enough. Yeah. So, at PhD Quest, he wrote, us, people. he wrote us an iTunes review. Uh, mm-hmm. Really nice. So, thank you for that. Uh, El- Emily Rupp, with two Ps, gave us a shout out on Twitter. So, thank you. Kath of Buying Shots here in Toronto for bands. Uh, she gave us a shout out saying yeah, she's, super she's funny. always given us some exactly uh, thank you so much for that uh, Beardy Freak slash Grindhouse Dave always gives a shout out that so. guy works harder than we do I know <laughs> that guy is fucking on point yeah as always thank you for that uh, Christopher White called out our review of Right Kind of Wrong as being funnier than the movie. Yep. <laughs> yes, which so, is accurate, Thank apparently. you. And then uh, Jason Kretzer, he download our, downloaded our podcast and said, looking forward to hearing it, and then messaged us again and said, I listened to it, super funny. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. And those are our shout-outs. Yes, we if do appreciate got, that. I feel like more people need to know, like, if you want to give us a review on iTunes, that helps with, like, their algorithm and, and shit. So Yeah. Like, even if it's just like they're not that funny or whatever, I don't care. You hear on podcasts, they're like, D- "Give us a great iTunes review," but if you if you don't like us, don't. I'm like, I don't care. No, give us a review yeah. either way. Like, I mean, you may have a valid point that we're exactly. missing. Yeah, because this is getting way too lovey dovey. We need a section where we have negative shout Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like uh, fuck yeah. you. Like, yeah. not enough Casey, or <laughs> let let Casey talk more. Yeah, or, uh, uh, things like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I just uh, like Greg's, like, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Super constructive. <laughs> I listen to the podcast. Uh, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I also real quick wanted to uh, uh, to just mention to people, a friend of the show, Rhiannon Archer, super hilarious comedian from Toronto. She is on the latest episode of Jackie Cation's Dork Forest, which is a fantastic podcast. Jackie Cation is really hilarious, and uh, I just listened to it today. Rhiannon is fucking hilarious on it. Yeah, I got so to listen to that. that shit out. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Casey, you brought up something to me before the show. You had a question for me. I did have a question for you. I- I'm very interested. <laughs> What's happening to me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My body's going through changes, Dan yeah. Gorman. And, uh, <laughs> Dan Gorman, there's hair where there used to be no hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know but it's do. not where you'd think. It's all in my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's error. There was an error. In my fridge. Like my fridge. <laughs> P.S. I collect hair now. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep it cold. Yeah. I don't know why I asked you. <laughs> collect cold hair now. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, Boy, this went weird real quick, didn't it? <laughs> We're all hopped up on this fucking positive vibes that oh, we've had. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, no, I was. Uh, I've been keeping up with Saturday Night Live this season for some reason because <laughs> it is the fucking worst. The same reason that people slow down on the highway when there's an accident. Oh yeah. Jesus! It's it. Well, I mean, granted, there are a couple. I've said this before on the show. Cecily yeah. Strong's fucking hilarious and blah yeah, blah yeah, blah. Yeah, no, there's a couple of good people, but, but not enough. The rest man. of the ca- and the writing is weak. But anyway. And I always skip over the uh, uh, the musical guest because yeah. I don't give a fuck about you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever is a pop musician these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I heard on a different podcast, I heard on Stop Podcasting Yourself, they were talking about this band Haim. Yeah. Uh, these three girls are from L.A. Um, I thought they were from Vancouver, but they're from L.A. Um, 
and uh, uh, it's a sort of poppy outfit kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I've heard of them, so I'll check this out. And I'm, I'm watching them on Saturday Night Live, and I fucking fell in love with them. Yeah. I'm like, this. it's this really super great kind of hooky yeah. pop and stuff, and they're like weird as shit. They're just, they're the cutest girls. Like, they're super cute, but they're all weird and quirky, too. Yeah. Like, they're yeah, all yeah. like making these weird little noises and shit, and the bass player's got this crazy face. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, and I think I believe they've they're, they've been a band before because they were like their their sisters. They but yeah, they've been so they in had various like a family band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with their parents like mm-hmm. a cover band. I think. Yeah, have you listened to the album? Um, no, I've only listened to those two songs. Okay. The two songs that were on. Yeah. And I was like, I really like this, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is. So I, then I listened to one of the songs, like the video for it, and I was like, Well, I like this last now. Yeah. That's kind of where I land. Yeah. Because there was a lot of buzz about their album coming out, and they had a couple singles. And so when the album dropped, a lot of people were tweeting about it. And so I was listening to it on RDO. And I kind of have that. There's like, it, out of the whole album, there's maybe four or five songs where I'm like, these are just fucking really, really, really great pop tracks. Yeah. And then there's a there's one song that's one of the big singles that has kind of too much of like a jock jams vibe. It has that like drum beat that's like... Jock jams one, you're... two, three, or four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big difference. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Well, but but it Greg's has. Greg's a big Jock Jams nerd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he celebrates the whole Jock Jams category yeah, catalog. But no, well, and it's weird. I feel like it's weird to say that about them as a band because they aren't really a Jock Jamsy band. But nope. but the one drum beat on one of their their songs has that kind of like kajunka clap, kajunka clap. Like yeah. that makes me think of yeah, that. Yeah, they they sort of do that. Like it almost seems like like kind of ironic like use of like weird little classic rock tropes yes, or whatever. Yeah, like that Gary Glitter beat kind of thing. Is that what yeah, you're like. What's that that song that you hear like when you see a hockey game? Like, that's hey. okay, yeah. I, didn't know. I, didn't, I don't know. I know that as the hockey song that I don't like. <laughs> it's called Rock and Roll Part Two. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, it has that kind of beat to yeah, it, and yeah. I'm like, eh. right. and then yeah, I can I understand what you mean. It's kind of like using these tropes of rock and roll and pop music but they're sort of like like it, it, it's all under the guise of like they're they're again like they're super cute like yeah you're like oh my god they're having so much fun and a lot and of fun to listen to so much fun to listen to and and like they do these really weird things with their voices <laughs> and uh not that <laughs> i don't know why i did that um but uh, but yeah, I'm like this is so much fun to watch. Like it's so captivating to watch. Like I've seen their performances, those mm-hmm. two performances, a couple of times. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like go back yeah. and watch. No, them. I would like to hear what you would think of maybe the whole album. Because I mean, yeah. like I said, there is like some really really cool catchy songs on it. I just think as a whole album, it doesn't hang for me personally. Sure. I know there's a lot of people that have loved it on a whole. So yeah, I gotta well, check it out. I haven't heard anything. Yet. Yeah, definitely. The the the. I started listening to it a little bit more in depth, and then the 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 vo- uh, the, um, the lyrics kind of started to get to me. A little. Like, oh, these are stupid lyrics. Yeah. Like these are sort of nonsensical, just rock and roll lyrics kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like yeah. I love you and what mm-hmm. rhymes with you. And it's a pretty good pop album. It doesn't reach like there's been two albums this year that I think that I have heard on the radio that have crossed into my like heavy rotation as albums. Mm-hmm. And those uh, there's an album out by Lord. They have she has that song <laughs> Royals. It's like the biggest song on radio. Yeah. The whole album is really, really good. I I'm like not it a surprised lot. by that. I actually heard that Royal song, and yeah. I was like, "This could go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Like this, this could be like that that kind of interesting I- indie R and B hip hop mm-hmm. rap thing that's happening. Like yeah. that, that's kind of what it struck me as. But I was like, so, so almost like an MIA song or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is a little bit like that kind of like indie R and B hip hop stuff. It ha- kind of has the like clappy hi hats, and yeah, it yeah. doesn't really go 
over the top in terms of like being like super super upbeat it's mm-hmm. a lot of kind of mid-tempo stuff but really catchy and there was yeah. another album by uh an artist called i don't know if i'll say her name right sky sky ferrera and uh it has kind of this weird like british post-punky noisiness to mainstream pop and you'll hear her songs on the radio too and those two albums i feel like straight through are great whereas the the i want to say haim yeah but and, you'd be wrong and I'm like now I like you them like less. Them less now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I like Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I feel like that's a it's a good it's like an EP's worth of great songs yeah, stretched right. out. I'll check it out. All right. Yeah. Hey, if we're talking about music, just real quick, yeah. there's this band called Gap Dream. They have an album called Shine Your Light. It's kind of a little bit of garage, a little bit of like kind of psychedelic proggy, a okay. little bit of electro pop. I've not heard of this. Uh, but not with yeah, it's good. It's yeah. uh, it didn't blow my hair back entirely, but it was uh, the whole listen was it was pleasant. I, okay. Uh, I, I was waiting for a different end of that sentence. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> didn't blow my... Uh, oh, let's see here. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, yeah, no, the album's called Shine Your Light, Gap Dream. Uh, it's a, a pretty solid listen all the way through. I've only heard it uh, twice, but... Okay. Yeah, I I'll quite check liked that out. it uh, both times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I liked what I heard. Yeah. I, I need to get in on that then. Mm-hmm. Sweet. What else? What else you got? Is there anything you, we even wanted to talk about? Yeah, uh, I saw Twelve Years a Slave last night. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, you did. You sure did. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Uh, had my fucking face blown off. It Just was the whole time. Probably, probably the best movie of the year. Okay. Uh, I got to fucking get out. I think so. I don't. Know. I mean, I I, I got to digest it. Still, it's like usually when a movie ends, I'll stand up and just like, yeah, let's go talk about it and stuff. But I just sat there as the credits rolled for a while, just yeah. completely yeah. beaten and exhausted by it. It's. I mean, I can't say anything bad about the movie in any because form. there's nothing. Nothing. Well, it's I mean, beautifully the shot. atrocities well, yeah. are yeah, yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's beautifully shot. The story is beautifully told. The acting across the board Everybody. is uh, like award level. Tiny bonanza. parts. Like yeah. people you've never heard. The girl who plays Patsy. Oh Jesus Christ! Jesus yeah. Christ! So good. But everybody, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, the supporting cast does such a good job of just coming in and uh, you know, filling each chapter. And I liked that this movie really felt like, I kind of feel like in the last few years, the the story arc has become less and less used in a movie. And maybe I'm just old or something, but I think it's important. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's just me, but... Um, I think movies should have plots. Yeah, and I loved this had, like all the actors knew what part of the movie they were what in. the tone was yeah at that how point much is that in the character's at this life. point and you know really great um Edge really is- of four is uh, he's been great in everything i've seen him in and i've been waiting for him to break through finally like mm-hmm. i think the first thing i saw him in was serenity the firefly movie and i was like this guy's fucking awesome yeah he's and great then in that david mamet movie red belt he's had these like little parts here and there i'm like man this guy I, I, you know it'd be great if he could punch through because he's so fucking good so I, this is it because he's, this gonna will get, be he's a, going this to will get nominated. Be the this should yeah. get the, uh, this movie should get a ton yeah. of nominations. Like Michael Fassbender, holy fuck, is terrifying in it. Did you see what I mean about he, how he doesn't really like everybody else? There's an element of humanity to yeah. everyone else, but almost like as a character, like he has none of that humanity because that's how he's able to view people as property. Yes, absolutely, and it's the like the most. It really reminded me of. It's, he's not doing the same thing, but the. the the terror I got out of him and how 
empty he is of, of human compassion reminded me of Ray Fiennes in Schindler's List oh, right. as Amon okay. Goth, which yeah. is one of the most terrifying performances I've ever seen. And this Fassman yeah. performance is right there with it, yeah. just being something pretty uh, uh, pretty rare to see on the screen. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, about to be in, he's not the only one who presents that sort of evilness, but oh, I, it, no. it's a stunning piece of work. Um, I, I don't know. I, but they show. I really recommend seeing it in the theater too. It's yeah. Oh yeah, it's, like it's beautiful so beautiful. Yeah, I gotta shot. get out. And see I think it. it's definitely in my top three uh, of the year. Yeah, I mean, when it gets around to the year's end, I'll really kind of think about it. If it, you know, is a place beyond the pines. This, it's, yeah, it's in well, my top. Place beyond the pines was last year. So that's Place Beyond the Pines was last year? Yeah, 2012. That's 2013, isn't it? It is now. It's the year right now. I don't know. On IMDb, I thought it was 2013 as well. And then on IMDb, it's at 2012. No, we saw it in 2013. It might be. Some some of those get like a a festival release. Yeah, yeah, right. right. So, yeah. Um, Regardless, go do yourself a favor, but be prepared. I was a mess for a couple hours afterwards. <laughs> oh, man. Just couldn't really think straight. Was in a fog, you know, just staring off into space. It's it's a it's a tough watch. There's some really horrible things that happen in it, but it's not uh, like torture porn or some shit like that. Like, no, no. It has purpose and intent, and that there's a there's a lot behind anything that happens in this movie. Uh, and it's great for Steve McQueen too, who's been making really great movies. This is his. Well, he made an epic, now. right? Like, yeah, he like made, he it, made, it's a fairly epic movie. That doesn't feel like it doesn't have like the fucking um, personality of an epic movie. No, like, no. It's such a, a like like that's why I said like on on the show where, where I saw it for for the podcast. Uh, I said it was really responsibly directed. Absolutely. And I listened back to that and I'm like, well, what did I mean by that? <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like it it stay as huge as that movie is. It stays so strongly connected to you mm-hmm. it doesn't go all movie on you and throw some kind of stupid sweeping score in or you know blow lines out of proportion like it's really handled with a delicate touch mm-hmm. and really given to like when you're dealing with things that are this emotionally difficult for people to handle mm-hmm. you don't want to get heavy handed with yeah. it and turn it into a fucking you know you know all the scores were in the 90s those fucking yeah, disgusting fucking... sweeping strings yeah i was just re-watching uh Saving Private Ryan a week or two ago. And like, what a great movie, except for these fucking strings everywhere. Yeah. Got to settle down. <laughs> there was down. something recently that had like a really overbearing score. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, there was something in in mainstream. Yeah, I can't, it was one of the really big movies. I was like, oh, give it a rest. Yeah. yeah. But this was very, uh, very well handled. Uh, the yeah. music was great. Everything. Every, I liked every single bit of this movie totally oh, man i There's gotta go see it for bad. sure no uh, fucking paul dano oh my god so good uh you could say that about it like i could sit here and every, name yeah, off and name every person who's in this movie oh like oh, paul yeah. dano yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep yes yeah. <laughs> uh what a treat go see it yeah so great mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, also, oh and real quick i saw it about time again uh yeah <laughs> you can't stop no, I, it's only twice i, I went say, i went, on, you, I I went say... on a double date with uh with my wife <laughs> and it was just as great the second okay. time through uh, i still got choked up in scenes and yeah. i what i thought was kind of cool is this small little indie uh love story movie which doesn't have a whole lot of press around it theater was packed nice uh, and i was like wow the word of mouth is really getting around. yeah that's this, like what's yeah. second gonna or be a third very week successful or something? Yeah, it's been out a while yeah yeah, yeah. so that I was, was i thought that was very cool did you go right after 12 years of slave as a pick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say if you go see 12 years of slave go right into about time <laughs> so you're not walking around like or maybe that'll like mute about times <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah well these it's, it's a good fall season though i think we yeah. had a shit summer and now we're getting some really quality films yeah it's uh, interesting for, totally for our um, award season oh awards 
just as a little precursor, just before I get into film roulette, uh, I also wanted to uh, to mention real quick. Uh, Tiff Lightbox is showing. Uh, <laughs> I talk uh, with words now. Tiff Lightbox. Sir is showing a documentary called The Crash Reel. Oh, yeah. Uh, it opens December 13th. Um, we're going to be screening that and then doing uh, um, a little review for it. We'll talk more about it on uh, ne- next week's yeah. show. I just wanted to, to let people know if you haven't... Yeah. Uh, if you haven't what's, what's the day that it comes out again? Uh, the 13th of December. Yeah, this is uh, directed by the same director that, they, that made a really high-profile doc called Wasteland. Yeah, and um, also Devil's Pro- Playground. Yeah. Same person. And oh. uh, it's about snowboarding. It's about kind of like a rivalry. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about that. It's uh, I've heard it said in, in the style of like... Or not in the style, but like... Like hoop dreams or Senna, yeah, that type of sport. You don't have to be, to be all a about snowboarding sport. guy yeah. Yeah. to know that there's like a really human story that's super interesting behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. We'll talk about that. We'll talk more about that next week. Sweet. So then, shall we get into that? Why not? All right, let's go. <laughs> our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something that we all want to see. This week it was Hunger Games Catching Fire. Greg and Casey went and saw that. I lost, though, on the die roll, and I had to watch a Netflix pick that looked like a piece of shit called yep. One for the Money, a.k.a. Run, Save Your Money, <laughs> is what I would have said if I'd seen it in theaters. <laughs> Still but, good. Still good work. But the loser gets to give the winners an album to live listen to for the rest of the week as punishment. Mm-hmm. Casey and I had to listen to Color Me Badida. Badida. So that's how we play Film Roulette, and that's how we do it every week. So let's get into it. You guys saw... Hunger Games Catching Fire. Hungrier yes. Games. Hungrier Hungriest Games. games. <laughs> Not yet. No, no. That's, there's two <laughs> more hungry two more movies. Come. I thought there was only going to be one more, but nope. they're like, nope. Breaking it up. Stretch it out. Yeah. yeah. They're hobbiting this thing. Mm-hmm. So I am super excited to hear what you guys have to say because I liked the original, and I remember mm. when we did it on Film Roulette a year ago, yeah. you guys got to go see it, and I hadn't. I, I lost that week, mm. as was par for the course back in the day when and I lost a million years in a row. <laughs> But yeah, and so I did finally see it, and I remember I, I felt like there was a lot to improve, even mm-hmm. though I did like the first movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it too. I think we both liked it. I, I really re- liked re- the first re- one. Sure. I just rewatched it, the first one, um, like a week or so ago to get ready for this. Yeah. And uh, I really liked the first half of the first one, but I feel like uh, somewhere in the middle of the actual Hunger Games, it just loses something, and a lot of it has to do with the direction, particularly mm-hmm. the climax is just really poorly shot honestly what is it about because like i remember when when the first one came out and i was like oh it's like really kinetic direction and yeah. it is very, yeah like, it's it, a little they, shaky they go really gritty they mm-hmm. they don't pull back a lot i felt like See, that, i quite like yeah. that no, i, I did don't too, except i didn't like how the i was like okay there is room to improve because the climax the emotion like the, the pinnacle of the film was shot poorly mm-hmm. and didn't have didn't, didn't have yeah. any impact right yeah so there's room to improve, but I did like the rest of the film. Like I loved the first half of it. Yeah, a great mm-hmm. look to it, and yep. I liked how bleak and stuff. I was like, this is yeah. pretty good for. Yeah, I I just don't like when I I felt like there was an issue with like the geography of the first film. Like in the first half, I was kind of like, I want to see 
what you're doing. I want to see these people. Like, I felt like that I kept wanting them to pull back. And not because... And, and this was a part of it. Obviously, long-time listeners know I get motion sick <laughs> yeah. uh, at really shaky movies. And that was a part of it. I was kind of like, well, fuck you. You're making me sick. But there was... A, I did kind of... Like, I've heard people talk about it. Like, they talked about it on the Mamo podcast where they said, like, it was cool that they tried to, like, not let you out by pushing you in or something along those mm-hmm, lines. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I get that. But I was just kind of like, I want to see more. I want to see, like, the... the with the world i want to yeah. see the geography mm-hmm. but i understand yeah, that i don't it, quite it, understand their what the yeah. world is it just yeah i don't it's understand a bunch of wastelands the... and an auditorium as far as i'm aware, as far as i can tell yeah yeah and some trains yeah but i do get like it i think it did it does work if you i don't know it just didn't well work there's for like me. districts right yeah but are those districts of the states or are those like world districts no idea. i figure probably if you read the book you probably get a bit of a, a better handle I'm never but i'm not one of those people <laughs> who will ever read that book so uh, so i'm content with just yeah. with just the lore of the movies sure. yeah a uh, friend a friend of mine actually said jeff Geedy um said that he almost wanted there to be like sky shots like you never get like a real pullback no, no. it's like here's where they're fighting you right, know what i mean yeah. like actually like obviously that would break the, the style of these movies that mm-hmm. are yeah, kind of still, gritty I don't, i'd have no idea where or what anything is yeah and, yeah yeah but i find i don't care no like, i don't care either in fact i didn't totally, even realize i didn't know that until we just started yeah, talking. yeah like, that's totally yeah, fair. i don't know what's going on with that <laughs> yeah yeah uh like i i'm fully taking these movies at face value as yeah. movies not as a, as any part of a bigger thing and i really like the first one and last night i i fucking watched the second one and it is fucking awesome yeah oh, i yeah. fucking loved it like for for what it's supposed to be and for all of the big budget crazy fucking effects movies and mm-hmm. and blockbusters that I've seen this summer this is fucking uh w- like way above those. Huh. Yeah. I didn't really like it that much. No? No. What uh, what is it you didn't like about it? All the story and talking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the acting. Costumes were stupid. Well, like, uh, okay, I liked things about it. Like, uh, one, I was really bored at the beginning. That's and, crazy. I was not bored once throughout oh, the whole man, thing. I was just kind of like, all right, all right, all right. Let's, I get it. And uh, when it finally got to the Hunger Games, like when Philip Seymour Hoffman shows up, I'm yeah. like, okay, now I'm a little in and I'm in. And I'm like, all right. And I love how they set up the new games and stuff like that. Looks really cool. Yep. But then I found like all the air came out of it. And I was just, I didn't really. At what point? Almost right away, like once alliances are kind of formed and stuff like that, I just kind of. Oh, you mean once they actually start the game? Yeah, I, I, I didn't feel any of the the tension or danger that was existent in the first movie's experience in that. It just all felt very. See, I actually kind of like that because, like, I, I feel I mean, like it's different stakes it, now. It is for people who know. I, for people who know the books, uh, is it spoilery if we talk about like concepts in the movie? Let's I say we should no. probably avoid them. All right. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> uh, well. I don't know. People read the. There's got to be a way to know. talk around it. Which um, what? Yeah, it's it's a different. The Hunger Games this year, like in this movie, yes. is a different type. of I have never games. read the books, no. and I know what you're alluding to. Okay, so I don't uh, okay, know. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna like, say, yeah, it's it's they basically take past winners, and, yeah. and yeah. and make them fucking fight again, uh, and I felt like the skill level was was much higher. Um, <laughs> Dan Dan broke his phone. No, phone just fell apart. Um, <laughs> And uh, uh, so I, I felt like the characters were more in control of their destiny on this like crazy fucking yeah wherever the fuck they are, uh, and and I thought that that made for a tighter like that that segment of the first movie I thought was a little 
kind of everywhere, but I, I quite like that because like it's kids in a fucking panic. Yeah. And I felt like this time it was a little more, uh, there was a little more precision in the direction and that made sense to me, huh. the story. Yeah. I don't, I just, I couldn't, uh, I just couldn't give a shit. I, like, really? Yeah. And I was surprised. Even when like fucking Jeffrey Wright shows up yeah, and, and he's the great. best and Amanda Plummer shows up. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't do anything. <laughs> doesn't do anything. <laughs> but if you need a fucking weirdo yeah, to she's... say one thing over and over. <laughs> she's, she's your, your lady. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it sucks. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this franchise is really lucky it has Jennifer Lawrence. She's amazing. In the oh movie, my too. god, is she fantastic? And, and I think her as a, an actress and her as Katniss Everdeen is an excellent role model for young girls. Sure, fantastic. And I think as far as these kind of movies and being geared towards that age group as it is, this is all very good. Yeah, I think it's it's got good ideas and themes in it, and I can support all that. But I just I've really like I was I was able to get into the first one, and I found I wasn't. I just it just didn't catch a hold of me really. I didn't catch fire, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I went See, in there expecting to get caught on fire. Yeah. I caught fire immediately. And uh, yeah, I just kind of I yeah, I just I don't know. It, oh man, I, I went, can't say like a like, uh, like a bunch of negative stuff about it because I did I was entertained, yeah. but I yeah. just didn't care. Okay. Right. And, well, that's yeah. a very; those are two very different things. Absolutely, like, uh, I definitely get that. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe I was around the wrong mood, but yeah. But I feel like I that's know. how I watch all of those movies. Like, like yeah. I don't really give that much of a fuck about Iron Man. It's just a bunch of cool shit exploding. I'm like, hey, he said some funny shit. <laughs> uh, like, like I, I don't suppose I really connected that much to any of the characters. But mm. you know, like it, it's not a world that I'm like. It, it's a world that I'm content to just sit and watch happen. Sure. Um, how did how did this feel for running time? Because that was the one thing that I would looked at. I was like, "Damn, this it's movie long. is long." Yeah. It's long. I honestly like. I went and saw like the last show last night at like nine forty five. Um, oh, so you were out late there in the theater? I was yeah. out late, and it, <laughs> and I was tired, and I'm like, ah, yeah, and fucking, it did not feel like what is it like? It's like two and a half. Two and, at and least. a half hours. Yeah, it's like one hundred and forty six or something. It, like that. It felt yeah. like it, but I wasn't antsy or anything. Okay, like I was fully like there for the. Yeah, rest. I saw it on a Saturday afternoon. No. In a theater packed full of fourteen-year-old girls, which kind of might have affected my <laughs> enjoyment of it because there was a lot of clapping and whooping and things that aren't whoop-worthy. <laughs> Unless you read the book, you guys. Yeah, there was, like, lot, there was a lot yeah. and, and guffawing, and so like half of them were really like, "This is this is awesome," and I'm just like, "This isn't like the book at all." <laughs> it's very so. Yeah, there are a couple of Athena's not with me, and a couple of times where we looked at each other, like, "What the fuck is going yeah. on? Why are they clapping at this?" Yeah, you're like, "All right, people, <laughs> yeah, come just on. settle down." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Jennifer Lawrence is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. She's and she's really brings a lot of life and validity to a, a project like this. And yeah, because again, it is this... a character that could be very two dimensional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's almost written two-dimensional. She's what's bringing something to the table yeah, with it. Yeah, I think they all are. Like yeah. th- That's why I think um, fucking Peter Crisps or whatever yeah. his name is there, I think he... Uh, <laughs> I think he's very two-dimensional. Like, I, I care very little about his character. Oh, yeah. Um, See, beyond thing, like, it being in relation to her character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was, like, okay, there wasn't anything as stupid as in the first movie, you know, when he's painted himself like a rock or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did he do that? I forgot about that. Yeah, that's so fucking Because he's good at making cakes, idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but how did he paint his whole face? Yeah. Get out? Oh, so stupid. So they did, there wasn't any... Yeah, no yeah. shark jumping in that nature. No, nope. um, which is all right. And there's well, some. There was one thing where I was like, "All right, settle down." <laughs> yeah, probably, but yeah, I don't know. 
Uh, but most of the supporting cast is cool. I love Stanley Tucci in it. Holy he's shit. Great. And I wish more people were on his level. Yeah. Aware of the manic and bizarreness that he's doing. And I feel like he's the only one in that world who's really fully up there. Yeah, it's almost like that world is supposed to be that hyper real. And, yeah. And like, whoa, fucks with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, like beyond a couple of silly hairstyles, there there isn't really anybody else doing yeah. that. Now, big. I get that he's a television personality and it's not like everyone, you know, in L.A. walks around and acts like Ryan Seacrest. Right. But, you know. But still, like I, I did, that's what I liked about the first one more is that that there was a commitment to the direction and look that I felt was more consistent and realized than it was this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, like with Elizabeth Banks too, like I kind of feel like she's almost like a different character this time. Oh, that's what I liked about like I re- like like I liked that her character was furthered. Like she yeah. really showed. What her, what somebody of her stature or in her I, I, position? I, I can get behind furthering the character. I, th- yeah. I felt like the look wasn't as consistently, but but the thing alien is, to the rest of the. She the was constantly people. on stage, right? Like yeah. like in the first one, she was very very on stage and very presented mm-hmm. uh, uh, to the masses. But in this one, she's more behind. Like we see her more behind the scenes, this stuff like true. that. Yeah. So so I like I could so see that being a character. No, I see like like yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know, I man. I, I fucking I was totally I totally drank the Kool Aid on this one. Yeah, totally loved it. Interesting. Yeah, I can. That's... I don't know that I'll watch it again. Yeah, but or, I felt like there's about two the more one. coming, which yeah. I was kind of like, Ugh. Yeah. I don't like watch two more. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah, that's like one of those. I don't know how big is the is the third book. You know what I mean? Like, is this a? Is, I don't know. So, but like, is this a Hobbit thing where they're just like, well, we can get two movies out of this and get you know? I think so. It's probably it, it was originally planned just to be the three. Okay. Movies. Yeah. It's like it's like. Uh, what is it? It's a uh, Hunger Games Mockingbird Part One, yeah, and Part Two, like yeah. Twilight's ending. Thing. Yeah, You're like wow, shit. People really like yeah. this. We can squeeze we can get a couple hundred more million out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy to me if this movie's over two and a half hours long. Like, just yeah, make you know. another one that's over two and a half hours yeah. long. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of co- ground to cover. I haven't read the books, but yeah, it well, does this shit is popular as fuck, exactly. and they're gonna go. Yeah. And again, shit this made is a shitload of money. I, and it, and if the if young girls are responding to this, it's way better than fucking sleep. I don't give a fuck from Twilight. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, that's a thing, right? Go like, there's see this least... and have your young kids watching this shit. And there are some really interesting plot twists and shit like that yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that happen that start in the first movie and pay off in this movie. And and uh, th- there's it's a lot smarter than than I think ninety percent of the fiction for kids. Like it, it very much feels like a morality tale for kids. <laughs> totally, or a bunch and it of is, them. and it offers up ideas about responsibility yeah. and loyalty, and not just I love a vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know? <laughs> Oops, I have a weird baby now. <laughs> Why was that not the parenthetical title to the uh, last the one? final one? <laughs> Twilight, I have a CGI baby now. I have a weird baby now. Yeah. Also, lots of decapitations. I would have been like, I'm in. You got me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I can't, well, give it a bad review, but I, I wasn't really. Yeah bit let down uh, yeah not yeah. even let down i'm just no. like oh this isn't really for me i see okay yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fair it, it was one of those things that i felt like this isn't really for me or maybe it just really appealed to the 14 year old teenage girl in me <laughs> she's uh, lovely uh, yeah. oh she's well she's going through some stuff right now <laughs> well, it's a difficult age yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she's got a lot of hair in her fridge <laughs> I wish it was possible for people to listen to this halfway through and only caught that. (laughs) (laughs) A callback apropos of nothing. Hair in her fridge. Is that a euphemism or literally is she collecting hair now? I don't know. Uh, But anyway. Oh, that's that's kind of in stark contrast to 
to when we rolled because you really wanted to see it. Yeah, I really yeah. Fucking yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't think about that, did you, Pink Lightning? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Pink Lightning. <laughs> I was waiting. I was, like, I was like, we're like 37 minutes into this and no one said Pink I Lightning I would have completely yet. forgotten, so thank you, Greg. No problem. <laughs> Keeping that thing alive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, shall I yes, move please. on to One for the Money? I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear if this was good or not. Oh, my God. So I watched One for the Money. This uh, this is on Netflix. This movie's from 2012. Uh, IMDb describes it as unemployed and newly divorced Stephanie Plum lands a job at her cousin's bail bond business where her first assignment puts her on the trail of a wanted local cop from her romantic past. Uh-oh. This, uh-oh. <laughs> this, uh, this movie's based on a series of books, which apparently are very popular, mm-hmm. all starring the Stephanie Plum character. Uh, Catherine Heigl produced it. She stars in it, and I think that's probably why she stars in it, because she's fucking awful in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, does she not have any chemistry in this movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I, and this I movie, I can't remember a movie where she had chemistry with anyone. I don't know. Any, like I'm pretty sure she's some kind of a sociopath. Um, <laughs> and uh, this was directed by Julie Ann Robinson. She did uh, the last song, which was a Miley Cyrus film. Uh, I believe, oh. Did you see that one, Casey? I believe is is the that last song? Yeah, yeah, that's the one you that's saw. The one isn't you it? saw. That's with uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. yeah, I think it is with like Greg Kinnear Southern and Southern Beastown, mm-hmm. Greg Kinnear, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. So, so that's you, the same you director. Love this, I would imagine. Yeah. I assume so. <laughs> You're yeah. a 14 year old girl. <laughs> um, Don't so yeah, you let there, her down. There's a lot of uh, recognizable faces in this. You got John Leguizamo in there a little bit. Uh, he's always in good movies. He's always in good movies. <laughs> uh, Fisher Stevens certain. shows up oh, at one point. Too. Yep, always yeah. in a good movie. So. <sighs> This movie, I, I'm pulling it. I feel like I'm going to pull a Casey, which is like when you... I can't remember what movie you said it about, but you're just like, I don't remember anything about that. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think it will... For, for me, it was that uh, uh, Taylor Swift movie that I saw with yeah. the fucking... Uh, I still don't remember what happened. Yeah. Well, that's what this movie is like. It's like... Or what it was called. Yeah. I, it was really interesting to watch in the wake of seeing The Heat, which was another kind of like female fronted, yeah. trying to be kind of like a, a funny action movie. Like, yeah. this one tries to be a little bit more of like a detective film, whereas that was being a little bit more like Buddy Cop. But right. it was really interesting. And, and, and the differences between these two movies is that The Heat actually was able to get some laughs i didn't think it was that great but Mm -hmm. i felt like the chemistry was there in the heat and in this movie the plot is almost there like there's actually like she's kind of on the trail of things there's a little bit of a plot to it and not an interesting one but it was almost like because this is based on a novel so there is something there underneath it it's just the the fact that it's the most blandly directed blandly scripted the scenes have nothing funny in them it's just serious it's just scene after scene after scene of people talking to each other that saying things that are supposed to come off as like witty and clever and like fletch like a little bit kind of like funny you know like there's always a little barb here and there and every scene but none of it is funny at all all right. Well, I I don't know. I think Catherine Heigl has been known for her Chevy Chase like wit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't like yeah, and and it was really disappointing because I did think like watching it I I hated it. I don't barely remember any of it, but I did feel like there was moments where in the back of my mind I was like there's an alternate universe where an adaptation of this plot is interesting mm-hmm. and it is not this one. <laughs> yeah. Like with a different actress. You had that thought? Yeah, I was like awesome. I can see what they're going for. Maybe this really works as a novel again. 
again, they're really popular, and a lot of people were disappointed when this came out because it was supposed to be like a series for her. Right. Like it was supposed to be they were going to do – because I believe the books are like one for the money, two for the something else, three – like they'd go up like that. Right. So I, they were aiming for having like a series for Katherine Heigl. Yeah. But I mean – there's no chemistry between her and the romantic interest at all. Who is the romantic interest? Um, I don't even know his name. Let me see here. I believe it might be Jason O'Mara. Uh, it says he's yeah, from Resident is. Evil Extinction, Life on Mars, Terra Nova. But, uh, there, yeah, and there's scenes where, like, she ha- she's, like, trying to get him, and there's also, like, another plot going on around his character that she gets kind of, like, tied up in. But she's trying to bring him in for the bail bond money, and there were scenes where they, like, are together and leaving scenes. Like, there's a scene where she's in her car, and he's walking away, and he's like, catch me if you can. And she's like, oh, I think I will, or something. And I'm like, he is right there. <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting in a car and driving away. Like, I don't, like, why are you doing this? Just cuff him now. Right. And it's just so dumb. And, like, there isn't even really anything interesting. Like, I can't go through it beat by beat. It's just sure. really bland. It's kind of like a really shitty, like, super bad NCIS episode stretched over two hours, like... Like, it almost feels TV-like because it's just so, like, television blandly shot in terms of cinematography and stuff. Um, I laughed exactly once, uh, which was when she's having dinner with her parents and her grandma finds her gun in her her bag because she just got a gun because she's getting in over her head. And they're like, why do you have a gun? And she's like, it's not loaded. And the grandma accidentally fires it and it hits the turkey and the turkey blows up. Pretty wacky, right? But this dude at the table for some reason goes... Like fireworks, but made of meat. <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand why he said that. I, like, it made me laugh. I was like, what did I just hear? <laughs> he just had like two rough concepts in yeah. his head. <laughs> like, just make some stuff up. Uh, fireworks, meat, uh, something. Uh, right? And they used it as like a button on the scene. You're like, that does not work in any world. And yeah, not fireworks to- made of meat. You guys can fix this in post, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say fireworks and meat. You guys do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. Make it a line. Yeah, and it's, like, vaguely sexist and, and, like, any mainstream comedy, like, vaguely sexist, vaguely racist at times. Just, like, really, really... Yeah, but again, like, I almost am interested in going to read up about these books and see, like, are they well-received or what? Because other than people not liking this movie when it came out and being disappointed that she really fucked the character up, I don't know if they were well-reviewed books or not. But, I, mm. I, again, I can see that there was... A plot there at one point. Are they like adult books or are they kids books? Like, they're not like kids. A... No, I think it's like a Jack Reacher type. Okay. Yeah, like like pulpy page turner. It's not like a Nancy Drew. Kind no, of thing. I okay. don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, really boring. Uh, can't mm. remember anything. Yeah, Athena was gonna watch. Yeah. it just she should. Like, oh, oh, you know, I'll, I'll watch the bad movie yeah. so I can uh, <laughs> relate to Gorman. Yeah. and she. I think she lasted like eight to ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. That's yeah, not going it on. has like one of those intros, like it, 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 it's like a really fluffy version of the intro to uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. So you uh-huh. kind of think you're getting into like a pulpy noir, but with like a bright color scheme. And so I was like, yeah. okay, like maybe I don't know, maybe there'll be something here. But right. no. No. nope, no, 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 <laughs> no. All right, yeah, really, really. I can't say I'm that surprised. No, no, no. I'm just. Really this is exactly how I. How but it's, I it is it, it is a weirdly interesting like Catherine Heigl. Like I don't understand. You know, like she's. I, I mean, I, we all know where her career's going. I mean, she, every movie that she's in is getting less and less of like a... I can't even think of it. Exactly. I, I feel like this is the last thing yeah. I can think of her being was in. Was there a movie with her and Gerard Butler? 
I feel like there was a, a romantic comedy with no, her. No, that's, her. that's uh, the, the Bounty Hunter, Bounty Hunter with movie. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Oh, maybe. And maybe it's just, I think of those two in every movie together because sure. they're, like, Katherine Heigl and Gerard Butler, I find, are the two least likable uh, <laughs> actors in Hollywood. Uh, oh, yeah. She was just in, both the worst. She was in The Big Wedding, which was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That looks like oh, to be. Yeah. She's in. A, she's a voice in something in 2014. She's got some stuff coming up that I don't recognize. But yeah, yeah. Uh, she whatever. was also in that Killers movie, which was like another kind of like it's a romance movie, but one of them's a hitman or something. Is, was, did, Cameron Diaz or something and Killers? Fucking, I feel like Catherine Ashton Heigl and Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I remember that. that. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That's another like hitman like, uh, yeah. like that. no you're the Cameron Diaz one isn't that with Tom Cruise Yes that's, oh, that's night a different and day. movie I'm thinking of the Ashton Kutcher thing you're talking about Yeah, yeah. Killers well, from 2010 There's like 800 yeah. of these movies that know. Know, within the span of a month Seriously mm. Yeah get it together Hollywood Totally <laughs> Jesus Yeah Yeah oh and also like halfway through the movie I realized that she was supposed to have kind of like a like a slight Jersey Shore esque like uh, <laughs> intonation right, uh, yeah. to her voice, and I was like, "You nope, no." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, why? Like, is, like it's is just it like mentioned, it, or does she? No, well, it once some or of twice? the characters. I don't know. Like, it, it's just one of those things that she like every once she in a while. She'll, normally, then eventually, yeah, she's like, forget about it. Yeah, it, that that was in the script. <laughs> she's like, so yes, I said, forget about it. Yeah, the about it. Yeah. No, it's just one of those things where what, she'll, that was every accent. Oh, she'll okay. she'll float into like an accent. And you're like, are you doing an accent? Because most of the time you don't seem to be doing one, except for those two words. Yeah, yeah. But uh, really, really bad. Really boring. Really forgettable. Wicked. Yeah. Glad not shocking. No, mm. not at all. So uh, we had to listen to an album. Yeah. 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 We. Casey and I had to listen to an album on Greg's suggestion because he lost last week. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted us to sex him up. We listened to the album Color Me Bad. Did it? Uh, the album CMB. Mm-hmm. Yes. What does that stand for? Uh, Color, me Color Me Bad. bad it. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. The extra D stands for bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This album colored me terrible. <laughs> This album colored me unimpressed. Yeah. It's well, I mean it's it's exactly what it's it is. It's an album of its time, absolutely. Yeah, uh, like, this is, a, is from 91? Is 91, that yeah. yeah. Uh Did you guys watch the video? I watched no, the video I for I want to sex you up. <laughs> yeah. I was confused by it. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. They're greasy They these are fellas. a creepy creepy looking band. That they video have... is what sold me on that being the album. Okay. Yeah. They have some of the tiniest mustaches I've ever seen. Except for Kenny G guy, he doesn't have a mustache. No, No. he just has. He just he looks exactly like Kenny. I love that he's in there. It's like 
uh, slick black guy with a little bit of dreads and weird white guy with a really creepy mustache. <laughs> but he still looks of the time that kind of like R and B. Yeah, yeah. He's got that yeah. kind of vanilla icy. I would really love it on. if every song like it would be these like I want to sex you up and all the lyrics are all like sexy, gonna sex you up, lady. Like you're my woman. And then when it got to him, he was just like singing creepy things, and all the guys were like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like I want to sex you up. And then he's like, "I'm in a car by the playground." They're like, "What?" <laughs> I want to keep your hair in my fridge. Yeah. (laughs) Guy, get out of here, man. (laughs) We told you. Um, It's got a couple of... Of songs that I, I recognize that I didn't. I mean, I, mean, I didn't. Know I, how found much hard hard about it. I found it hard. I found it hard to recognize anything because it all has that like post Michael Jackson like mm-hmm. kind of. Well, you were what like? How old were you when this came out? Was nineteen ninety? Born in eighty five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't getting sexed up. Yet. No, no. I was. Yeah. I was entering high school. Yeah. Uh, I also wasn't getting sexed up, by the way. <laughs> FY fucking I. Um, but I don't know. But, like, they're also, I feel like if even if I had heard some of these songs, I don't know how I would, like, recall them years yeah. and years. Well, there's well, a couple of. I want to sex you up. I got a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. On, I, and, 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 that, that's that's instantly. Re- Ooh, yeah. yeah. Of the that's songs, like, that was the one that recalled to my mind in any yeah. way. The yeah. rest, I was just kind of like, this could be anything. What there is it, the rest of the album? Is it all just those? Like, is it it's, yeah, variations on that? I didn't know. It basically is. It's got its ballads. And yeah. That was one of the things that I recognized. There's a song called uh, uh, I Adore Me Amor. Yes. Right. Uh, because oh, when I was a kid. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a well, song. They don't when I was a kid, you... I always thought, like, I didn't really make the correlation between it being, like, uh, Spanish or anything. Yeah. So I kind of thought it was, like, piratey <laughs> talk. <laughs> I Adore Me Amor. Me Amor. Me Amor. Me Amor. Color me bad. Me timbers. <laughs> Me timber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. Well, Why the, do people listen to they us don't, talk? They don't even... Yeah, this is a wacky episode. Yeah, they don't was, even uh, <laughs> like allow you to forget that they had these two big songs because both of the major songs on this album get oh. reprised. Yeah. Oh, really? Like oh, in yeah, the which, middle which, of the album, I Want to Sex You Up has like a reprise version. And mm. then later in the album, I Love I love You, Me and More or whatever, yeah. uh, has another reprise. And it's just really weird because they're both only like a minute or two long and it's just kind of like the beat with them doing some little things over it. but yeah it's just like i don't understand like yeah you i heard that already yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's it's all super samey like i was looking forward to because there's a song on it called uh, roll the dice and i was like oh sweet new theme song yeah like, we can, like, totally <laughs> do that, that theme song yeah and they were singing literally about like seeing movies and rolling and they're like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> color me bad you've <laughs> prophesized our reign yeah. of podcasting terror. <laughs> yeah, but it ended up being it ended up being one of the most indiscernible R&B songs I've ever heard. Like it's like this is the most generic thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I felt that way the whole album. You that's, know, it, that's it was 90% it of the It fell very much like I was saying like some of it kind of had that like post Michael Jackson feel to it. There was a few times where they even did some like little vocal things that reminded me a lot of it but then you're also entering into the boy band thing in the 90s so it felt very stuck between these two like big major mainstream music trends in a way but kind of was just so bland it didn't really like if it had leaned maybe more to that kind of like pop soul michael jackson stuff maybe it would have fared a little better or i mean if they were forward thinking enough to kind of do the like new edition or new kid on the block kind of thing I don't know. It yeah. just was really, really forgettable. Th- this was one of those sort of in-between um, 
like boy bandy things like yeah. where it's like we don't want to offend anybody yeah like we we just want to make more of this make a bit of money off yeah. of it and then get rid of these fucking weirdos totally <laughs> um, totally so uh so yeah it's completely bland and inoffensive and uh and I I can't think of any more words. Yeah. Um, well, um, I w- I want to call out what I messaged you guys on Facebook today. I was on uh, All Music reading the review of it. Yeah. And my favorite thing maybe about this album <laughs> is the All Music review because it is short and to the point. It says, "Color Me Bad's debut album includes the hit I Want to Sex You Up, which is innovative." From an instrumental perspective, period. <laughs> Bill Carpenter. And hit the, hit the nail on the head. I love that. It's like, I got to find a way to say something nice about this album that's really popular right now. Yeah. One of the songs is innovative instrumentally. <laughs> Goodbye. Which it isn't, isn't real. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's the same old fucking, yeah. you know, synths and... Uh, yeah. uh, uh, oh, All for Love is a really bad song. That's a second track, and it starts out like almost like a Motowny kind of like yeah. these horns and stuff like that. And you go like, "Oh, are they actually going a different direction with this?" And then it turns nope. into like uber shitty pop, yeah. like mm. just just like the quintessential. Yeah, I, I felt. Think of, I I listened to all of these songs. I don't remember what slow no. motion sounds. <laughs> I like. felt like that about a lot of. Back that's like. kind of why I feel like it falls between these two weird things because like I felt like that a lot through the album. I was like, "Oh, are they going to do something that's like kind of interesting?" Nope. No. And then like, oh, are they on it? Nope. Yeah. Uh, Lame. It was. I don't like it. <laughs> no, no. This is the worst. Yeah. Excellent. So cool. I'm not. I'm probably not going to ever listen to this again. Probably not. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I need to make things romantic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got to give you guys an album, right? Yep. I got to go back to my list. Uh, oh, you don't have anything planned? Oh well, I have something planned, but I forgot to get it ready. Oh. I have a list of things. Okay. Where is it? All right, here we go. Punishment albums. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you guys, uh, no pop punk, no pop punk. <laughs> I wait. I would. Lo- I'm going to eventually to bring uh, back some no. pop punk. Okay. Oh, I got so much. Now I'm now I'm seeing the other ones I had written down. I'm thinking maybe I should do this. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna kind of stay in the vein of this album i'm gonna keep the ball rolling here mm-hmm. Great. Uh, how familiar are you guys with paula abdul <laughs> uh. <laughs> i i'm more familiar with her i had a poster uh paula okay. abdul poster on my wall because my sister used to get like t- teen beat and tiger beat all yeah. the time and they always had one token picture of a girl in the back yeah and you were like, uh, like so i was like yep because it was usually some uh, samantha maselli uh it was usually uh, <laughs> and i was like gimme yeah but then i was like well paula abdul yeah. this is all i can get this month yeah so do you remember the video that she had with the animated cat mc sky cat yeah uh yeah uh well did you know that he has a whole album oh, oh man <laughs> this took a left turn <laughs> did you know that he has an album called mc scat cat and the stray mob no, no but i'm fucking i would i would listen to that even if you didn't give it to us <laughs> wow yep, yep he's got an entire album of of rap tunes are they cat related? Sung by a cat. They, I, they all better be fucking cat related. <laughs> this one's called Litter Box, y'all. Yeah, um, I've, I've I listened to a little bit of this album and and I did find myself being because I read about it on like this is one of these novelty albums that like one of the worst ever made or whatever. And I will as a preface to you guys hearing it, I will say the one or two songs I listened to on YouTube on on YouTube, I was like. This guy's not that bad a rapper. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, it's, it sounds very derivative, but I was kind of like, I don't hate this. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I would never listen to an entire album of it, but I was like, as one song, whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember when that came out, 
because uh, I didn't know because like I, I grew up in a really small village. We didn't have cable or anything like that. Yeah. So I, I happened to see all the you video had was somewhere. Crash Course or whatever that movie was. Over and over and over. <laughs> um, so so I saw the video once and and like I, I was vaguely aware that MC Sky Cat was a thing, but I didn't know what thing he was. I was like, well, is this going to be like a cartoon? Yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, like a Saturday morning cartoon thing, or is this going to be like a. Uh, uh, like a Max Headroom type of thing, but like where there's like a dude behind it, but it's always the cat. Like, yeah. Was he actually a dude or was the pretense <laughs> always that he was a cat? I never really had to get to the bottom of yeah. it. This cat cat before. I it just, haunts me to this day. Yeah. I just remember him from that fucking video. Yeah. Well, I never really, I never really felt compelled to yeah. get to the bottom of it. And uh, the weird thing with this album was it did come, ways. I think it came a couple years later. So it was kind of like... I felt like it was. He's not that popular anymore. Was he? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I I don't know anything of yeah. him other than that Paula Abdul video. Yeah. So like, no I mean, one does. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, like, what was the intention behind it? Was well, it, it was, was just it, a video. It was just like a thing for the video. It was and a very it was, popular it was video. Very, yeah, a lot of positive reaction in terms of like like it was a yeah. cool video and right. stuff. And then I think maybe a few years later, there was like a uh, there was at two points different voices behind him. I believe. Mm-hmm. What I read of the Wikipedia back right. when I found this album, it said like this guy voiced him, and then they made the album. They had to get somebody else or something along those right. lines. But yeah, so it was John Kay, then it was <laughs> Billy West. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited. All right. Yeah. Hear about you know that. what? I uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm gonna It'll listen to fun. some of it. Unless it it's out. not entirely cat <clears throat> pun based. I'm going to be so bummed out. Yeah, yeah. That's all I want. Yep. All right. Well, let's roll. Let's roll. Yeah, let's roll. This week, we are rolling for uh, the good movie this week. We're going to go see Nebraska, starring mm-hmm. Will Forte. Yep. New Alexander Payne movie, which mm-hmm. I am so fucking excited about. Yeah, I'm really excited. Will Forte, Bob Odenkirk, Bruce Stern. Mm-hmm. Gotta be good. Yeah. Um, uh, as a loser, though. Uh, yeah, what do we pick for the loser? What do we pick? Did uh, we pick uh, home, oh, front. home, home front. front. Getting about 30-something percent. I still want to see it, but yeah, uh, but it, apparently the, it's really bad. Yeah. Jason Statham fights James Franco. James yeah. Franco terrorizes <laughs> Jason, Jason Statham. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good or bad, I yeah. Good or bad, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so this is what we're going for, Casey. Sure. Let's see what you roll. All right, let's. Here Casey we go. is a rolling. He rolled a, I got a six. six. Damn. So I have been rolling a long Damn. time. I'm rolling up against the wall alleyway style. Didn't help because it was two. a two. two. Yeah, give me that thing. That's a one. one. Oh. Wow. All right. Nebraska it is for me and Casey. I don't know uh, if this will make you feel better, Greg, but uh, I have my microphone in one hand, and I just went to pick up my water, and I, I took a drink of my microphone. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that. This water tastes like foam. <laughs> Don't know why. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, go straight into uh, Airwolf Corner. Yes. Greg has been watching Airwolf. I have been watching Prison Airwolf. Break presents Airwolf Corner. Yeah. <laughs> or the Wolf's Den. The Wolf's oh, Den. Uh, Stringfellow Hawk's Nest. Yeah. Mm, I like all those. Ooh, no, I like that out. one because the Wolf's Den is an actual podcast. So let's. Uh, yeah. Um, Stringfellow Hawk's Nest. Stringfellow Hawk's Nest. All right. <laughs> Sorry, That's Jeff. Weird. Uh, yep. From uh, Airwolf. Uh, yeah. So, hi, Matt Band. Uh, thanks for suggestions. I watched two episodes of Airwolf 
And uh, should I? Do we need the intro again? Or are people getting it? What's uh, what's going on here? What do you think? I I, I quite like having the intro, okay. even if the it, intro they is play just it on every episode I watch. So yeah, I feel like up. so people we that all, maybe we also all, we don't have music for this. So yeah. instead, I also I forget how old he is. Right. So <laughs> I don't yeah. know what his likes and dislikes are. Yeah, let's yeah. hear it. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. So ready. Oh, I should press button. So yeah. ready. File 856-7W, top secret subject, Airwolf, a Mach 1 plus attack helicopter. Sought by governments friendly and foreign, Airwolf has been hidden by test pilot Stringfellow Hawk. To be returned to the government, only if his brother Sinjin, an MIA in Vietnam, can be found. Michael Colesmith Briggs III, codename Archangel. So long. director of the intelligence agency that developed Airwolf. He's running to corporately provide logistical support to Hawk in exchange for flying Airwolf on missions of national interest. 34, reclusive, sensitive, alone, <laughs> known to associate with his Still only funny. friend and mentor, Dominic Santini. Together, Hawk and Santini fly Airwolf at speeds rivaling the fastest jets. Backed by unmatched firepower, Airwolf is a weapon too dangerous to be left in unenlightened hands. Finding Airwolf is your number one priority. End of file. <laughs> He's 34! Oh yeah. my god! I'm so um, sensitive. I love that so much yeah, because it's, it has nothing to do with anything. Oh they tell man, you so great. much more than you need to know. Yeah. Um. So I watched two Airwolf episodes this week. Uh. The first one was called Echoes from the Past, but Echoes was spelled E C H O S. Supposed to be an E before the S. Echoes. <laughs> Echoes. Echoes maybe that's an past. American thing. Well, you know, I In thought that so too. I'm like, spell. maybe is that a thing? But then I was like, no, no, it isn't. <laughs> I even looked it up to make sure. It is not. It just spelled wrong. Awesome. So the uh, that episode opens with Stringfellow Hawk playing his cello to his dog. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in. The dog that looks at pussies. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Pussy yeah, dog. Yeah, horny dog. And then uh, he this uh, an airplane's flying over. Like, he lives out in the middle of nowhere in his little cottage. And an airplane's flying around. So he goes outside, and the airplane throws a... Like a brick with a note on it. <laughs> and he goes and that's it. And it's like, and I had to rewind it because I couldn't understand. <laughs> For, before they had the internet, that's how people communicated. <laughs> yeah. Email. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he gets it and they do, it's really poorly directed here where the, you know, when someone reads a note and they have the voiceover for it instead, and it's yeah. the, the voice of the character. Yeah. But they show the note too, but like it's not timed right. So the guy starts talking, but he has an accent and he's talking really fast. I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. And then the note came up, and then I was trying to read the note, but it was not in time with, and then it ended. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so <laughs> much information. I had to rewind it and pause it on the note and just read just it read for it myself. <laughs> so when the note was like, blah, 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 come meet me at this place, bring money. And if you want to, I've got a treat for you. If you whatever, and so, fly, so then I got a treat. You uh, so he fly. He he goes like mm-hmm, and goes back into his uh, cabin, like and then he's flying a helicopter over that isn't Airwolf. So I'm like, how many helicopters does he fucking have out yeah. there in the middle of nowhere? Like, oh, this is my casual helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the helicopter I fly after six p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is my elegant. Yeah. Uh, and he flies and he meets this guy that he knows who's kind of like a mercenary type or whatever, like a gun for hire or a pilot for hire or something. And he's like, I found, I, ha- I have information about your brother, Sinjin. Sinjin, now, yeah. Because yeah, I was going to ask. His, his name, Sinjin. Yeah. Well, I, and I was like, I remember that from when I was a kid watching Airwolf. And, I, and like it's come up a few times and I'm always like, I'm hearing this wrong. But the, this episode, it comes up a lot and he's, they're all saying Sinjin. So then I looked it up on Wikipedia and on... IMDb and it is 
His brother's name is St. John Hawk. But it says St. John, and then in parentheses, pronounced Sinjen. I'm like, no, no it isn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that I don't has know why. To be, that has to be a dialect thing. Like, that has to be some... I don't know what that is, but there's something. But anyway, his brother's name is Sinjen. Well, Stringfellow and Sinjen. Yeah. Those Hawk boys. Yeah. Yeah, their parents are dicks. <laughs> Super weird. Anyway, so the guy's like, look, your brother is alive. He's in a Vietnam POW camp. Uh, for if you and he's like, but you know, you got to pay me for the information. And then Stringfellow Hawk's like, all right. And the guy's like, give me that helicopter. And Stringfellow's like, no. <laughs> and then he's like, then give me a thousand dollars. Okay. And then he gives him the photograph. And then is he's how like, much is a helicopter? Oh, I <laughs> My question was like, is this superpower heavily uh, like? No, he doesn't like- want Airwolf. He wants the casual helicopter, uh, yeah. weekend flyer, the thousand dollar. Yeah, <laughs> I want to fly it. It's made out of balsa yeah. wood, mostly. Yeah. And yeah. then he gives him a photograph of his brother and, or and the location. It's just one of those styrofoam phones. Yeah, that, it's uh, like you mo- it's mostly wooden coffee stirrers. A <laughs> yeah. lot um, of glue, a lot of time. Elmer's so, yeah, so yeah. he's like, say, give me $1,000. And he's like, all right. And then he's like, here's the photograph of the location. Brings a fellow, takes the photograph, and he's like, and the guy starts leaving. He's like, don't you want your money? And the guy's like, nah. <laughs> what? <laughs> The fuck this going on here? The most non-committal in <laughs> I know, right? Give me your helicopter. No. Give me thousand dollars. Okay. Give me that thousand dollars. No. Okay. <laughs> so he just leaves, and Stringfellow Hawk gets into his helicopter, and he starts flying, and then he's all dizzy and like, "Oh man, whoa!" Can't all the dials are blurring out and stuff like that, he's and then drugged. he just falls over, and the helicopter. Lands spins out of control and spins out of control and then slams into a wall and oh, explodes shit. and he's lying on the ground his clothes are all burnt and he's got blood all over him and he's like Ugh. and then again like there's like, these moments where the show is like really well directed it's him uh, in a hospital bed and they're working on him and like fucking giving him the paddles trying to bring him back and it's we all have blurry the he's going in and out of memories and shit like that and thinking about the previous things we've seen in episodes and other things we haven't and and then he wakes up in a hospital bed. And uh, the doctors are there, and it's like, you've been in a coma for nearly a year. Uh, and he's like, oh. what? He's like, you're in a helicopter crash. Do you remember anything about it? And he's like, I remember very little. And then they were like, and so then they're like, it's been a year. What happened in that year was we discovered that there was a Vietnam POW camp, and they went, and their mission was there to go bring these men out. And we found your brother, and he's alive. But Dominic and Michael Archangel are both dead. Oh. And I'm like, oh, well, Dominic is uh, Ernest Borgnine. Ernest he's Borgnine. Like, they got killed on the mission, but your oh, that brother is sad. alive and he's coming to see you. And then uh, there's a lot of fishy stuff going on. I'm like, well, I know that Ernest Borgnine isn't dead. Right. <laughs> and uh, so this whole thing is that this company has set up, or these these evil mercenary guys have set up this. They for some reason have a wing, a whole floor of this hospital that no one else who works in the hospital can go to, where they can set up this whole ruse to try and figure out where Airwolf is. So it hasn't been a year. They just have drugged him. He was never in a, in a crash. When he passed out of the helicopter, they just remote control landed it. I don't know how. It's his helicopter. Yeah. Anyway, and then they're like trying to tell him it's been a year and everybody's dead. And they're going to be like, well, your brother's back. And that was the agreement with the company. But there is, is a shot of him for the after audience. having crashed. That's, yeah, that's for you to be tricked by. Yeah, but that's, that's really sloppy, super sloppy television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because that got, never actually happened. And I can't. Like, and there's like only these like three baddies: the guy who's pretending to be Sinjin, uh, the fake doctor, and the fake psychiatrist. Oh, and the fake company man. So there's four of them. 
and they're they, but he's like they're they're making all these fake newspapers for him with different dates on it. And like <laughs> but it's this, a, this became a real project, like a yeah. huge thing. And, and he's watching TV, and it's the news, and they've got like, like oh new news. yeah yeah, and it's like Princess Di and Prince Charles are getting divorced, but this is 1984, so they weren't yet. Yeah, and uh, and he's watching that and stuff like what? that. But they have a room, they have a room where they're filming fake news and shit like that. Yeah. I'm like this is a huge project. Yeah. And also, why was it part of their plan that they ha- that he had to think that Diana and Charles yeah. were getting a divorce? I have no idea. Wow, a lot of time has passed. Yeah, <laughs> now I don't care about anything. Yeah. Now I don't believe in love. Um, so, but there's this nurse who keeps on accidentally seeing stuff from the fourth floor that she's not allowed to go on. And then, so like any nurse who works in a hospital and has been instructed not to go to the fourth floor, she goes to the fourth floor to snoop around. Yeah. Uh, and it's really easy to snoop around on the fourth floor, even though it's being run by some fucking terrorist organization. Yeah. Super simple. <laughs> she gets up there, and Stringfellow Hawk tells them where Airwolf is because he's like, now, I thought that he was going to trick them because he's staring at his hands a lot. And, like, he knows something's up. He's like, what do they got in these tubes they're feeding me? And, like, all this stuff. Like, he's questioning things. And so I figured, like, he gave them a fake location on Airwolf. He did not. He told them exactly where it is. And he's looking at his hands all the time. And then the nurse comes in, just kind of, like, snooping around. And he grabs her, and he's like, what's the day? What's the year? And she's like, he's like, if I'd been in a coma for a year, I'd have calluses. It wouldn't I? I or I wouldn't have calluses. <laughs> yeah, they'd go uh, away. Checks out. This is true. Yeah, calluses fade. Yeah. So that was, you know, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, but you didn't figure it out in time. So really, you haven't done anything. Like, the girl, anyway. So, and he sees the fake newsroom and stuff like that, and then these people take him, they kidnap her and him, uh, they use her as, like, leverage to make him do stuff, because he's the only one who can fly Airwolf out of the lair that it's in. So, they go there, and they do that, and they then they have Airwolf inside of the back of a plane, but Dominic Santini the whole time was hiding in Airwolf, waiting. Oh. So, then they... What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they fly Airwolf out of the back of the plane, and blow up the plane killing the the four the four shady characters who know where airwolf is because they went to the place right now i don't know what happened to all the people who are making all the fake newspapers or their fake news team <laughs> yeah that stuff that's never addressed nobody then, told them to this day they're still pulling <laughs> off that ruse <laughs> and uh so the, but the girl the nurse she goes back with them she knows where airwolf is now and when they're all at the end of every episode, for some reason, they all seem to have dinner at Stringfellow Hawk's house. Yeah. And Michael Archangel and his assistant are there. <laughs> and they're like, and, and they, but they really want Airwolf. And they're like, and Michael Archangel's like, wait, she knows where Airwolf is? And they're like, I guess so. And yeah. she's like, I guess so. Ha 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 ha. He's like, listen, <laughs> nurse, this is like high end, you know, military yeah. shit. They could kill you for this, but <laughs> yeah. it's all wacky and stuff. And that's how the episode ends. And I was like, that was really. I don't know what just happened here. Like I, I, moments of it, I was like, "This is actually kind of cool." Yeah, and there is some good acting in it. But I, it was- I thought when you said that that he like crashed and went into a coma, I thought like it was going to be a flash forward, like, and then once this episode ends, like things would happen. I don't know. Yeah, it really, like uh, up to that point. Kind yeah, of I don't know. Yeah, I thought like it was going to be a weird like, oh, you've been in a coma, and then there would be other episodes like filling in gaps or something. I don't know. Yeah. I thought like maybe they're they going to do something really hyper interesting. They could have actually done something cool with it, but they just like I don't know. They did crap out on it, so it was kind of yeah. a bummer. But there was some <laughs> goofy ass shit. And oh, the way they drugged him was the photograph he was handed by the pilot guy. What the photograph had drugs on it? Yep, into his thumb and fingers. Into his thumb. Huh. Yeah. 
Uh, That's weird because that would work. Would that work? I, I guess. <laughs> how long was he holding it and how sweaty was it? Working? Like, <laughs> it's like, here, take a look at this photograph. But hold <laughs> it for at it. least a minute to a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here, look at and then lick this yeah. photograph. This is a I photograph. I think you'll find it interesting and delicious. Yeah, yeah. This is a photograph of your brother and also LSD. So <laughs> let's get a little fucked up. <laughs> this is the most delicious picture of your brother we could find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It actually tastes like it. Yeah. <laughs> and butterscotch ripple. Yeah. Um, Which is what he yeah. tastes like. He's like, and I've tasted butterscotch ripple <laughs> off of my brother's chest, <laughs> so I know. <laughs> um, so now I'll just quickly breeze through the episode that followed it, which was called Fight Like a Dove, which had interesting themes, but they didn't do anything with them. And it was about this, there's this, uh, uh, their hunt, there's a... Uh, uh, a Nazi uh, war criminal who is hiding in France under a new name and um, an Israeli uh, um, a soldier who's been hunting down Nazi war cr- for his whole life. He's an old guy. Ugh. Catches him and he's like, you're coming back with me or I'll kill you right here. And then the Nazi guy just stabs him in the stomach. Like, Damn. And he d- ne- never sees it coming. And he has a cool name. He's like, they call me the dove. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you've been hunting not evil Nazis your whole life. You know, some of them might try and stab you if, yeah. they tra- if you try and take them away. Anyway, his daughter then somehow knows where Airwolf is and is like in their cave with Airwolf waiting for it. Because she wants them to go kill this guy. But this guy has dealings with Michael Archangel because Michael Archangel does some shady stuff for the betterment of the country by overseeing who's buying what arms. This guy's an arms dealer. And uh, anyway, so the whole thing boils down to a Stringfellow Hawk has to decide if he trusts Michael Archangel, and this girl has to decide whether or not this guy should be brought to justice or killed for killing her father. And it all plays out like you think it's going to. Mm-hmm. But I only really bring this episode up so I can play a clip from it. All right. Sweet. <laughs> so Michael Archangel is with the, the woman whose father was killed, the dove. She's the daughter of the dove. Oh, and by the way, she's supposed to be like this kind of like hard Israeli soldier lady, but she talks like a fairy godmother from a Disney movie. Or <laughs> okay. even one point where she's like teasing Stringfellow Hawkins like, I do believe I even saw a smile there. There were teeth and the lips pulled back and everything. Oh, my. <laughs> it's totally bizarre. Wait, 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 was she from a Monty Python? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's the only way I, yeah. Um, so then she is like, I'm going in there. And Michael Archangel's like, you're not going anywhere. I've got the keys to this Jeep. And then she pulls a gun out and <laughs> this happens. Isn't that a bit ridiculous? You're not going to shoot me. Ow! You shot me! <laughs> Amazing. I fully loved. I just uh, sat up and laughed and rewound it and watched it three times. <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous. You're not going to shoot me. Ow! Ah! You shot me! The best thing is, he goes, Ow! <laughs> like, that is your response when somebody shoots you. Oh, darn it. <laughs> the best thing about this show is they have really good ideas and really strong scenes. And then, like, what is going on? Oh, yeah. and the dog looked at that girl's pussy again. <laughs> again? <laughs> that dog likes pussy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's getting less irritated by it. She's like, ugh. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, like, it's like the middle of the season. She's just like, fine, your dog can look at my pussy. <laughs> I don't like it. It's weird, but I'm just so tired. Yeah. <laughs> that dog later went she's on to like, be Spuds McKenzie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Original party. She's dog. asked him like a hundred times, like, "Can you stop your dog from looking at my vagina?" And he's just like, "I'm not gonna stop doing." It. Like, okay, whatever. 
<laughs> and there's all kinds of silly dialogue too where either you let me look at your vagina or my dog well yeah the the evil Nazi war profiteer uh, he fires four missiles at Airwolf and Airwolf eludes the first two and makes them blow up with flares or whatever and the the Nazi guy's assistant's like oh man he just took care of those first two, two first two missiles and the Nazi guy goes yes but the most deadly two are still out there <laughs> what where what? <laughs> wandering around. <laughs> Yeah, like, where are they? Yeah, they're all fired out of the same thing. I don't know there's deadly and less <laughs> Yeah, deadly and what missiles. makes them more deadly? Yeah. Those first two just had confetti and ice cream yeah. in them. I, w- I, want, like, I want another character to come over and like pat him on the head and be like, listen, missiles always find their way back home, okay? They'll be back. The- but it's getting dark. <laughs> the most deadliest of missiles sometimes take off for a couple days. They'll come back when they're hungry. They're very deadly missiles. <laughs> yeah. They'll be mm. fine. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. That is weird. Yeah. But yeah, I got to say, fun. though, like, I am fully on board with this show. Like, I get really excited to watch it now. <laughs> I love the opening credits, and the song gets me excited. And yeah. the helicopter is really cool, man. Oh. I'm very excited. The song gets me <laughs> ready to go. Uh, yeah, that's Airwolf. <laughs> it's a sweet song. Look yeah. it up. Yeah. Sweet. Good. And, you know, it just, I don't know, it just appeals to something that I grew up on. Because yeah. this time yeah. period was all about cool vehicles in your show. You Night Rider with Kit, or the A-Team van, yeah. or the Dukes of Hazard car, or the even the Starship. Yeah, Dukes iconic car. vehicles was a very big yeah. thing. Super key to this time period, and Airwolf is a super cool helicopter. Yeah. And every show had had, a, had to have a dog that loved sex. <laughs> <laughs> in a voyeuristic pooch. Yeah. Yep. Um well, then let's get into some cereal swap cereal cage swap. match. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. Fist fight. Fist fight. So this week. <laughs> fisty fight. Fisty fights. Fisty punchy fight. lunches. It's a breakfast. And fight. marshmallows. <laughs> 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 Vitamin oh, enriched my. fisty fights. Oh, delicious. Uh, Exciting this week, match. We have two fucking icons. Icons mm-hmm. of cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Two luminaries. Yeah. yeah. Two visionaries. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Up f- against Toucan Sam. Fuck up the top, top of your mouth versus a guy with a good nose. Yeah, real good nose. All right, let's get some dice and see where what weapons these fellas have in the old uh, Thunder yeah. Doom. Yeah, all right, so all what right. are we rolling for first? Cap Crunch, Crunch has... Nothing. Nothing. He has nothing at all. Uh, just Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam is going to be fighting with... Nothing, nothing. as well. Oh. Oh. Fisty fight. Fisty, Fisty fight. fight. Fisty <laughs> fight. Oh, that was fun. Uh, oh, my. Yeah. Did, now, am I remembering this incorrectly? Now, I know that they don't have any of their original weapons or anything, but does... Original weapons? What do you mean? Like I feel like Captain Crunch has a big, long sword, like, hanging off of his belt. Hmm. Is that uh, a thing? I watched some of the commercials. I was doing some research. I don't recall, Him but... Having weapons? <laughs> Maybe when I watched those commercials well, when I was a kid. you say that, I, I feel like I can picture it. You can picture on, it, though, right? Like I don't know if that's just the power of suggestion. I guess I need to watch these <laughs> I commercials I was pretty persuasive. Closer. Yeah. Just now. Let's see. Anyone, um, uh, yeah. What's his and, name? And Toucan yeah. Sam definitely does not have just, like, a standard weapon. He doesn't he have any kind of standard. He uses his nose <laughs> to find fruit for people in the episode, in the commercial episode. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> I, like, I want to watch every commercial in a row and Dude, be like, the series of Toucan Sam. Literally one of the first things that came up sword? was a picture of him holding aloft a sword. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. So, so like, not only go. does he have it, like, yeah. as an accessory, he will fucking... He'll fuck you up. Hold it up. Yeah. Now, I assume he doesn't have that in Thunderdome. Now, Toucan Sam is a very helpful character. In the one that I watched, there was a fruit bat. Yeah, right on the cereal box, he's got a fucking sword out. Yeah. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. 
There he you means go. Bennis. Yeah. Yep. You guys. Um, older boxes, though. Yeah. True. Probably too violent for the 90s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Toucan Sam commercial I watched, he was helping... One of the ones I watched, he was helping a fruit bat find some fruit because uh, this fruit bat loves fruit. Sure. So he just uh, followed, right his, his, followed his nose around and found some fruit, and then at the end, they were hanging upside down eating some cereal. So I, f- I feel like... Yeah, I think I remember that he's one. A very, it was a 90s one. He was a very uh, helpful... You know? Oh, yeah. He's always you, helping the kids find the cereal or the fruit. or follow, You follow your nose. Yeah. yeah. It always knows. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So, Captain Crunch, that was kind of the one that I watched, was kind of like a swashbuckling. They were on a boat. He did. I believe maybe now he did have a sword. If if, mm. if the photos say he had a sword, yeah. he probably yeah, did. lots of pictures of swords here. I feel like there was all sorts of, like, cannons and shit, too. Oh, but absolutely. He's, like, he's fighting pirates and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, he's clearly got some kind of military training. Oh yeah, no, this guy's not just like a figure. Yeah, combat, uh. <laughs> he always seems to be jovial while doing it, though. In all these photos, he's got like sword up in the air, but he's like happy. He's not angry. Yeah, well, I, until he, the PTSD kicks in. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't feel like even in the commercials I watched, I saw him and, like then it's full on Jacob's ladder. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like in the commercials that I watched, he wasn't like killing people like well, you know no, he was probably like probably not no but, <laughs> so so you don't think he was killing people no man. but i'm just saying he wasn't like like attacking people and None then of these things are attacking he was people. like swashbuckle my point is that he was like swashbuckling and he like saved someone who was tied up with a rope and then they all ate cereal yeah yeah sure he's definitely the good guy but the thing is in thunderdome he's gonna use all of his training which is clearly ample yeah and I think, and I mean, he's already like a seafaring fella, kind of like a pirate who usually have little birds on their shoulder. Yeah. I feel like he's got his, you know, I don't see how Toucan Sam's. My argument this. is that no. I don't buy that he could because I think he's too nice of a dude. Too uh, nice. Yeah. But he's got that weapon. Nothing about and, But you see the killer instinct in Toucan Sam. No, I'm not saying that either. <laughs> I'm not saying that either. I'm, I'm just saying I've never. second. In the commercials and all of the images of Captain Crunch that I'm watching, I've never seen him turn, kill anybody. No, turn <laughs> turn his attitude from happy and helpful. No, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I, but I would say the same about Toucan Sam. But I would say that to become a captain, you've got to spend some time that, in the service, and he's gone through at least basic training. Yeah. And well, he's been around since combat. we don't he's know. He's been around, and he he's been like white. There could have been some payouts. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> some his bribery. dad with somebody. His dad, some nepotism <laughs> in the Captain Crunch world. He's been around yeah, since what, like the fifties or sixties? We'll make him the captain of cereal or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he originally got into the real military, but they were like, this guy sucks. Just make him the captain of cereal. <laughs> yeah, I'm the captain of breakfast. <laughs> yeah, they gave me a sword. <laughs> It's made of sugar. We should have <laughs> given him the sword. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, in this com- in this uh, this cover, there's like a catchphrase: "Crunchitize me, Captain." It's like he's like nobody. Like basically, people are coming hit to him and being like, "You have to give me cereal, Captain." Uh, well, they go to him when they need to be crunchitized. Hostility towards Captain Crunch, Dan. Oh, yeah, you got a real chip kid. on your shoulder. Yeah, no, about you know this what? Fella. I Captain Crunch is one of my favorite cereals. Um, uh, it's delicious. And, I don't think I've ever uh, eaten. What? I'm just. So good. I haven't had great. most of these. I've yeah. never had any of the chocolate. How could you possibly be a judge in this competition? Yes, yeah. get out. <laughs> I refuse myself on the grounds We've that I've never to. eaten count chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I see no way for uh, for Toucan Sam to win. So I'm trying to think ah, around, think see. around. I yeah. see. Yeah, he's just a bird. Yeah. Well, now he's a bird. He's, a bird. With... he's like a big bird, though. 
Toucan. Yeah, like I feel like he's about the same size as. Yeah. Uh, you never know. Maybe Toucan Sam could pick up Captain Crunch and just fly him into a volcano somewhere. I feel like he could. Is there a volcano could... inside Thunder, Thunderdome? Why not? <laughs> there is um, if you imagine it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. Uh,. Uh, like I feel, yeah, I feel like something's got to be done with that big. Have giant you ever nose. caged a bird? They find a way out. I know why the caged bird sings. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I see. I, just made uh, a reference. I don't understand. Captain Crunch has a sword. I don't know. I don't see any way around it. Well, he doesn't have a sword in Thunderdome, no. but he does have military training. Yeah. Um. Some could call his fist a weapon. Is the bird who loves cereal. So. Yeah. He's a bird who loves cereal, but he can smell Have like you ever fruit a- and fruit-based loops. Yeah. Uh, like from, from like way the fuck yeah. far away. Yeah. So I wonder maybe if he's got some kind of like sense that he knows when someone's going to attack him. Yeah. Like maybe he can smell the pheromones of, of war. It, yeah. <laughs> but then what? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, what can he do about it? Well, he can seen, fly away. Have you ever seen a bird like attack someone with like a flurry of pecks? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, sure, yeah. And, and also, crazy. that his beak is fucking his giant is, as yeah. shit. So, like, I feel like he could swoop down, bludgeon, bludgeon Captain Crunch with his face a little bit, and then and then fly back up to the top of Thunderdome. Well, I kind of see like yeah, if, yeah, but Captain Crunch is on the bouncy strings. He can get up at the bird too. In the yeah, air. but yeah. the bird can the bird has much more mobility because even if he's on the the bouncy strings, he can hover over here. Yeah. Whereas whereas Captain Crunch has to he's bounce over there, and he's only got one shot to hit him. Yeah. Um, and I see a lot of like Toucan Sam flying up to Captain Crunch with its like hind like clawy feet yeah. in his face and flapping a lot and like really getting yeah in his maybe face. scratching up his shit oh yeah, yeah you know I think that's his first attack mm-hmm. I think what he does is he he hovers up here for a while yeah and uh, like up at the top of Thunderdome and I think that Captain Crunch kind of tires himself out a bit trying to get at him um and then the first attack Toucan Sam comes down he's a flurry of feathers yeah. and fucking talons and shit and he just rips at his eyes a little bit yeah impairs his eye his, his vision a little bit we're getting well, we're getting somewhere maybe right. mm-hmm. now yeah. what do you think happens as a retaliation from Captain Crunch because seriously like he's now figured out like shit's hit the fan yeah. I need to fight back I need to start and I need I'm to trained. he needs to be playing defense as well as uh, offense yeah. but mm-hmm. he does need to get his uh, his shit in there so uh, I don't know what does he do. So I don't know what does he start throwing some fifty fights. I think so. I think some he punches. gets a good like you know yeah. when the bird's in there, he just goes fucking his face Fuck up this. and shit like that. He's not just taking it. He's throwing no, he's, shots. He's banging yeah. up the bird too. Yeah. So I feel like Toucan Sam's now flying a little dizzy and slow. Yeah, sure. Like he's got his one shot. So yeah. Captain Crunch is going to rear back and launch himself with the bouncy elastics into the air, and I think he's going to get a hold of that bird in the air. Okay. okay. Now, when now I feel like this is where it ends. I feel like oh, once yeah, he has a hold happen. of Toucan Sam, he's like falling back to the ground and like stamping he's on, on him top or, of him, yeah. breaks the wings, and he's pressing on the windpipe. Little uh, Toucan Sam's little tiny feet are clawing away at, Jesus at Captain Crunch's belly, and Captain Crunch is leaning it hard on his neck, going, "Shh, okay, shh, this is a good death." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the it's like Crunch what you're saying, like the death, death at the end of um, uh, like Adam Goldberg at the end of uh, yeah, Saving yeah. Private Ryan. No, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. But it's all for naught. Yeah. You're dark, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, but hey, I respect. All it. right, yeah, that's fine. Yep, cool. I don't see it going any other way. Yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> You're done. Right. He Captain sends Crunch. Captain Crunch sends Toucan Sam gently into that good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, gives him the old right. Toucan Sam Captain follows his on. nose into the afterlife <laughs> into death. Yeah, <laughs> smells like death. All right, next week I want him. That's I feel like he has to say that as he's dying. Smells, smells like, like the end. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, oh, you know what? I think next week is going to be pretty awesome. All right. I'm really excited, excited about next week for one of these guys. Both of them are iconic, but one of them, I think, is the Dark Horse. Uh, okay, so next week we've got Lucky the Leprechaun. Okay. Ah. Lucky Charms. Yeah. And Sunny the Cuckoo Bird from okay. Co- uh, Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. All right. So he we got a super bird. sweet racist stereotype yeah. versus a cracked out fucking bird. Crazy bird. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, this is interesting because I think uh, the leprechaun, you know, he's like the tricks rabbit. He's always trying to get his lucky charms, right? No, he's got them. The Does kids he always kids, them? The kids are okay. always after his he's lucky charms. He's trying to keep them Well, from either the way, yeah. he's he's used to being in situations where he's either fighting or yeah. or protecting something. Yeah. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. And the bird just really want crazy <laughs> oh yeah that bird has no limits yeah. no 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 and, he, and I've seen his dead eyes if he's eyes. cuckoo for, for uh, Cocoa Puffs he's probably also cuckoo for staying alive <laughs> yeah yeah that's true <laughs> you know like if he loves fucking cereal that much he probably wants yeah. to stay alive to eat more he's probably cuckoo sure. for other things yeah <laughs> so um, I, feel like, I feel like I gotta watch yeah, a bunch totally. of uh, Cocoa Puffs commercials. Yeah, yeah. Um, in his strategy here. Absolutely. In the past week, I put up the uh, Captain Crunch, and I did put up a yep. a Toucan Sam. Yep. So I'll do the same this week. So keep like your it. eye on the Facebook. Out of sight. People listening. Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. Cocoa uh, Puffs. Before I forget, I want to in bring this full circle with fan appreciation. I forgot off the top. My cousin Max posted on last week's episode i don't know if you guys saw this but he was not happy with the serial swap ending oh. and he linked to he did link the he-man uh quaker oats man. yes which i thought was awesome awesome and i will like that's awesome and everything but they but, he was never that in any of the commercials and that's the reality yeah. we're dealing with <laughs> excuse me that quaker oats guy was not canonical yeah so i'm sorry max oh but you're wrong <laughs> But I wanted to say, let's see more of that from the listeners. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, you, yeah. if you don't think that we did something right, Get or if, up you in have, shit. if you have another idea about a way something will go out, let's hear your alternate endings mm-hmm. or your sla- your fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> let's hear let's some hear of your see you next alternate Wednesday fan, fan fiction. Wicked. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you can find us on Facebook as we say it now. Go now. Do it. Uh, Facebook.com slash SYNWPC. Now. Facebook now. Now. Do it. Do it. Uh, and yeah. you can also go to Twitter.com slash SYNWPC or just go to ModernSuperior.com. Check out our Coen Brothers retrospective reviews. Check Greg out the reviews. Casey. Check out the contest. Yep. Go do that contest. Come on, awesome guys. Contest. It's free. So do that. And, and then... also go check out the screenings that we are uh, writing absolutely. about. Yeah. Uh, my brothers on the big screen is absolutely necessary. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I've never seen Miller's Crossing, so. Oh, oh dude, it's yeah, so I got to go see that one. It's pretty good. It's, sure. uh, <laughs> it, yeah, starts uh, the 28th, 29th? Uh, yeah. I believe so. Uh, and that's Blood Simple, right? Friday. Like no, no. The first one's Fargo. Yeah. Uh, oh. Fargo and then Miller's Crossing. Yeah, nice. Blood Simple's in the first week of December. It is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we've so got the reviews up online. Go yep. check them out and then go see the movies. Absolutely, yep. see Miller's Crossing on the big screen. Totally it's a stunning piece of work. Faculty of Horror have a new episode out now. Oh, uh, yeah. Go check that out. Modernspear.com. You'll find all that stuff on there. All yep. of our other shows, Time Bandits, and yep. everything. So it's do awesome. that. All right, awesome times. We'll mm-hmm. see you next Wednesday. Ghost, ghost and safe haven. Ghost and safe haven.